Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our Black Junior Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ro Thompson. Thank y'all so much for being on the podcast tonight. Um, we've got a special guest on the podcast tonight. I'm going to bring him up in just a few minutes. Um, but just wanted to say uh, we are, um, all of our juniors are gearing up for a big, big summer. Uh, we've got some, some, some players that are really getting out and doing their thing and got a lot of big tournaments coming up. I know we got Kendall on tonight. I know Awesome is playing in a big tournament. Um, we've got uh, uh, Ty, uh, Ty Treadwell, who's playing in a tournament. Uh, I think Ahmad um, is playing in a tournament up in Chicago. Um, and we've got some, you know, hope I, hope I didn't miss anybody. And then we got Cameron. Cameron Guyton just uh, won the Under Armour uh, region in, in Georgia. So we got some juniors that's really um, doing some big things and, 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 and the junior season is heating up. A lot of kids are getting out of school. And uh, so we're really excited about what's getting ready to happen uh, here coming up in the next couple of months. Um, we do have our Juneteenth event coming up in Houston, Texas, and that's going to take place June the 17th, uh, June 17th through June 21st. So we'll be out in Houston, Texas with about 70 to 80 golfers um, in a couple of weeks. So we're really excited about that. Um, <clears throat> so some good things are happening um, across the country and, um, and, and, and we're, we're excited. So um, first thing I want to do is I want to introduce my special guest. My special guest, you all, um, is a golf fitness specialist. And uh, he's been in golf fitness for the last 10 years and has been, and, and has been really helping golfers to become better athletes um, so they can hit the ball farther, so they can hurt less <laughs> and shoot lower scores. And uh, he's worked with golfers on all levels, um, competitive, competitive juniors uh, to collegiate teams, PGA Tour professionals, and um, you know he's worked with high handicappers and low handicappers. One of the things that he's learned um, is, you know, playing and training golfers is that golf is hard. Golf is hard, and it's easy to overthink, to second guess, and to lose confidence. However, what he's found is to be true that golfers are athletes. At the end of the day, golfers are athletes. When their bodies are performing at their best, they have fewer thoughts. That, that have, then they have more control and they can play more aggressively. Um, help me welcome my special guest, Jonathan Avalos. Hey, what's going on, Jonathan? What's up, bro? Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, you are more than welcome, man. I appreciate you agreeing to come on and spend some time with our juniors and junior parents tonight. And so what I want to do real quick is, you know, we're just going to ask some questions and, you know, you know, make yourself at home, man. And just talk to us a little bit about, you know, you know what, you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your journey in the game of golf. Yeah, so I grew up in Texas and in Texas, football is like the sport, right? And so I grew up playing football, running track, um, went to college and just really, you know, from my high school experience, just really loved all the things that I learned and as far as becoming a better athlete and having great coaches around me and really kind of pull out the best for me. I felt like that was something that I could do for other people is, you know, help them become more confident who they were and how they moved and how they performed. Um, so I got a degree in exercise science and started working with just your typical, you know, 
person who wanted to lose weight and, you know, just feel a little bit better. And then eventually I had a coworker who ended up giving me some clubs and I felt like, yeah, golf's no, you know, it's easy. I could play that. And that wasn't the case at all. And I struggled. <laughs> I'm still struggling right now, actually. Yeah. Uh, but just felt like it was, it was just a great game. It was so interesting and in how, you know, just how focused you have to be and how, you know, how much control you have to have over your body. And it just felt like this big puzzle that I was trying to kind of put together as far as working with clients and just trying to figure out, you know, what can we do to help them play better? And, you know, what are all those, you know, those pieces and ingredients and what do those look like and how can they, you know, start to, you know, really kind of build up their performance through that. And so I got certified through Titleist Performance Institute and their philosophy is there's, there's a thousand ways to swing a club, but there's one specific way for you to swing a club. And for me, you know, with, with the way I work with clients, it's kind of the same approach of, of more just kind of personalities of, you know, there's lots of different ways we can get the most out of you. You know, a lot of it's more just kind of dialing into, you know, what drives you, what motivates you, you know, do you like, you know, do you like somebody to be on top of you and, you know, calling you out? Do you like somebody that's a little bit more, you know, kind of slow paced and forgiving kind of, you know, patient with you and, you know, trying to kind of walk you through the steps of it. And so it just felt like, for me, it was more of kind of this individual approach of, you know, what does your swing look like? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, doesn't mean we got to, you know, change your swing, but it's more of, you know, how can we get your body to do what it needs to do so that you can, you, you can swing the way that you want to swing. Um, and then what do we need to do as far as, you know, motivation and just communication to really get you to, to push yourself a little bit more, you know, to be a little bit more consistent um, and to really take your level, you know, your performance to that next level. Great. And it's great, man. You know, you, 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 you know, you, you, you kind of covered a lot of things right in, in that thing, in that, in that segment. Um, and so talk to us a little bit about um, your philosophy when it comes to golf fitness. Uh, yeah. So my philosophy with golf fitness is, is um, it's that I, I believe that the way that you move is, is a direct reflection of the way that you swing, right? And so we feel, so we take you through an assessment, try to figure out, you know, what's really going on and try to identify, you know, how do you move, you know, and see if there's any restrictions, if there's any limitations. And if, there, if you do have those limitations or restrictions, that's going to show up in your swing. And then from there, we can start to kind of build it out and say, okay, based on, you know, based on these things, you know, what areas do we need to get better at? Do we need to get stronger? Do we need to get faster? Do we need to have more mobility? Um, so my philosophy is really kind of looking at the person, you know, and then just trying to figure out from them, you know, what areas do we need to work? And I use everything is going to be based on assessments and we're not guessing we're assessing, right? We're not just trying to figure out, okay, hoping that things are going to work out. We're saying, okay, what do you need to do specifically? And we have stats and through, you know, Titleist, they do such a good job of really, of, of just breaking down data for you and just saying, okay, this is, this is what's going on. And this, this is what might show up in somebody's swing. So if they have, um, limited hips, maybe they end up like sliding and swaying more because they're getting more lateral motion than rotational motion in their hip. Um, and so if that's the case, there's drills and there's exercises for that, you know, so my philosophy is more of, you know, not guessing, but really kind of looking at somebody, you know, and assessing them and saying, okay, what do you really need? Um, and then just working on that specific thing. And then once we build that up, then we kind of move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, but it's more of just kind of looking at, you know, looking at people from an individual perspective, um, and then just kind of building that out from there. Good, good. And um, so that's that's really good. And so let me ask you this, Jonathan. We have um, my wife is 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 always on my son about um, flexible, you know, staying flexible, um, yoga, um, you know, just really being you know lim limber. So um, how how important would you say um, 
flexibility and, and what are some of the things that you do to help golfers to become more flexible? Now, of course, you know, um, I, I found um, your facility about a year ago on Facebook and I love some of the, the videos that you post, some of the exercise that, that you post. And I said, for sure, I'm going to get my son up there with you so you can work with him and make sure he's, he maintains his flexibility. So talk to us a little bit about what do you do to help golfers stay flexible? Yeah, you know, so a, a lot of it's really kind of looking at it from, um, from like a tissue standpoint than it is anything else. And so, um, so I'll have you do this row. This will help you out. This will get, kind of give you a good example. And the listeners, they can do the same thing. So raise your arm up as high as you can, right? Good. So you got that there, right? Right. Good. And you can kind of look and see like, you know, how high your hand is and where it's at. Right. So now bring your hand back down and I want you to kind of grab a hold of the bottom of your shirt here. Okay. okay. And you're just going to grab this, the sleeve itself. Okay. Just kind of grab your sleeve. Good. And then now try to raise your hand up as high as you can as you're holding on to that sleeve. And you almost might feel like it's a little restricted and some people might feel like their arm isn't as high. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you have this sheet that kind of covers your muscle. That's, that's just like a sleeve. And that, that, that sheet is called fascia. And what happens is sometimes that sheet might be a little tight on some people where it feels like it's really pulling down. Some people might just have a little bit of a snug feeling to where they can't really lift it up. Now, if we end up kind of loosening that up and kind of breaking that up using a foam roller and kind of just heating that tissue up, all of a sudden it starts to loosen up. Gotcha. And then we get that extra range of motion. And so sometimes when we look at flexibility, we don't have to look at it as a bad thing. It's more of just kind of, you know, it's a quick, you know, maybe we do some things to prepare your body before we end up stretching it. So we'll end up using a foam roller and just kind of stretching up, kind of getting that tissue to warm up a little bit and breaking up those adhesions so that all of a sudden it doesn't feel like you have a really tight shirt on that you can't really move around in. And all of a sudden now you have all this extra range of motion. But it's amazing sometimes seeing clients who just, end up just kind of using a band or a towel and they're just kind of pulling on legs and cranking on joints when sometimes it's really more of a let, let's warm that tissue up first right and then let's see if there's improvements there and if there is then that's great and and for kids sometimes whenever they're in that on a side note for kids there, there's this growth velocity curve where their body is just going to be stretched out right Right. And so what ends up happening is that muscle, you know, it is going to be attached to that bone and it's going to be tight no matter what, because of the way that the bone is growing. Right. right. In those situations, if, if you are going through a growth spurt like that, you don't really want to hammer, you know, flexibility because it's already tight to begin with. Gotcha. What you want to do in those situations is if you're going to, you just want to do like sprints because everything's tight. So all of a sudden you're kind of like this fast twitch muscle type all over. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you're going to gain the most amount of speed. And so we, you know, we would kind of move away and shift away from more of a flexibility approach to going into more of a, Hey, let's go into a speed development because right now you're primed for it and we're going to get the most out of it. And, and so that's kind of how we end up kind of navigating, especially from some of our junior golfers of just kind of understanding, like you said, like individually, right? Where are you at? You know, are you growing? Or are you not growing? Is it a flexibility issue? Is it a soft tissue issue? Is it a joint issue for most of the juniors? It's going to be more of a, you know, they haven't had enough of kind of life experience to really jam up their joints so much. Right. Um, and, it, and it's more of like a tissue thing where I find, or it's more of a growth spurt. They just went through or they're about to go through. It's where there's going to be a little bit more pulling on from that muscle onto the bone itself. Um, and in that situation, we would just say, you know, right now we're, we're primed to just do a lot of speed work, jump work, throwing medicine balls, you know, running, that those kind of things are going to be perfect for you at this point. So it's really kind of looking at somebody and seeing kind of where are they at 
based on their their, their growth curve yeah. or just based on just kind of their life curve. You know, somebody like, like I tell some clients, like uh, for most of my older clients, it's like, hey, we got we got two solutions. We're either going to have to add oil to you or we're going to have to add duct tape to you, right? It's going to be, we're going to have to add oil to those joints to kind of get you lubricating so you can start to move a little bit more. Right. Uh, and for some of my juniors, it's more of a, hey, you have so much motion. Yes. What we need to do now is we need to put a little duct tape on you so that now we have controlled motion, you know? Yes. It's one of those things where you have a backswing that everybody wishes for, but, you know, it, we're not getting the most out of it because we don't have control of the whole swing itself, you know? So that extra range, not that it's, going, it's not being utilized, but it's not being optimized, right? You know, yeah. we can't really use it to our benefit. And so that's kind of where we look at it. You know, do you need oil or do you need duct tape? You know, do you need more mobility or do you need more stability in your swing? Um, and, and it's the same, it's the same approach. It's basically kind of looking at people individually and saying, where, you know, where are you at? Um, I know they did TPI had John Rahman. He was like this phenomenal soccer player growing up in Spain. Right. And when they brought him in for his TPI assessment, his, his overhead squat, he was just falling over constantly. He just didn't have enough good mobility. Okay. And so for him, they shortened his swing up because he couldn't get his arms up higher without, without losing his posture and going forward. And so that's somebody who's way too tight and they just kind of said, let's shorten your swing up so you have control of what you have, right? And we're not going to get you out of posture or do anything crazy. Uh, and then you get guys like Tony Finau, who he has a ton of flexibility and range of motion, but his golf coach was like, hey, we can eliminate one side of the course if we shorten it up. And so he can hit yeah. the ball further, but right. it was more of a, hey, for you, you know, let's, we don't need to hit it further. We need to hit it a little bit, you know, straighter or have a little bit more control, right? Um, and so those, those are two different ways of kind of looking at somebody who has a ton of mobility. They both have shortened swings. One of them is shortened because he doesn't have range of motion and, you know, he's, he needs more oil. The other guy has tons of, of range of motion. He needs a little bit more duct tape or a shorter swing. So you're kind of looking at people and just trying to understand where they're at, what do they need? And then looking at that from their swing and, you know, how can they, you know, the goal is to lower your hand, you know, lower that score. Right. And yes. so. It, and that's kind of what we're looking at is, you know, does this translate into a lower score? Is this helping you? Is this benefiting you? And if it is perfect, let's continue on that route. If it's not, you know, we got to change some things up and maybe we go with a different approach. Right. It's funny you say that because my son is, is really, really, really flexible. But to me, I think he needs to be able to control it a little bit better. If, yeah, know. yeah, absolutely. Well, I saw I saw a video of it. I mean, he is, I mean his, his swing looks solid, right? It looks great. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, his backswing is, is awesome. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, and, and that was just one video that I saw, but maybe, maybe it is from all the swings you've seen is maybe if you just give him a little bit more control, maybe he gets a little bit more out of that. Right. Right. That's correct. So let me ask you this, um, you know, what's, what, what, what do you, what do you feel is the best way for juniors to warm up? Like, for example, when they get to the course, a lot of juniors, you know, they go straight to the range. They go straight to, you know, hitting balls and, you know, what's, what's the, if you had to give our, our juniors a five to 10, 10 minute warm up, what, what, what are some of the things they should do when they warming up? Yeah. You know, so for kids, I, I would say, um, you know, we would probably like to do a little bit more for kids. I would say we'd probably like to do a little bit more of a, uh, of an activation approach. Um, and it could be something as simple as having them, you know, balance on one leg. You know, maybe maybe swinging a golf club on one leg, and they're kind of working on balance and stability, 
um, maybe it's doing some exercises that are a little bit more focused. So they're starting to kind of dial in and that kind of mental approach. Um, you know, maybe they're doing some things where they're, um, you know, the, their leg is up on a wall and mm -hmm. they're kind of in this split squat position and they're kind of working on getting those glutes activated a little bit more, you know? Um, and everybody, like I said, like everyone's going to be, have a little bit of a different kind of approach, but for kids, I would say it's more of a, you know, let's work on some balance and some stability. Let's make it fun. Let's get them dialed in as far as something that's kind of getting their mind kind of working and on focusing itself. Yeah. Um, maybe it's some, maybe some breathing drills, you know? Um, so it just kind of depends on the person. And I would say, you know, if it's somebody who's, who's, who's amped up a lot and kind of gets a little nervous, you know, maybe it's more of just kind of them working on, you know, some breathing, you know, some, e you know, some easy things of kind of turning, maybe some balance, trying to get them to kind of lower things down. If it's someone who needs to be amped up a little bit more, you know, maybe I just saw a question of, you know, super speed sticks. Yeah. Maybe you're swinging something fast and you're trying to, you know, you're just trying to get some energy going because that's how you end up you know, that's how you hype yourself up a little bit, you know, almost think of it from like, if you look at guys like on um, like the NBA playoffs is going on right now, and you'll see some guys kind of messing around, they're kind of joking around, having fun. You'll see some other guys who are really kind of super, you know, intentional and just kind of seeing the ball go in the hoop. Yeah. You'll see some guys on the bike. It's really kind of looking at them and, and they, they know themselves so well that some guys is kind of like, you know, they're good because they like to have fun and they're joking around and they're just trying to, you know, relax and let the game yeah. kind of come to them. You'll see some other guys shooting and they need, they need to see that ball go in. They're kind of working on, you know, the wrist release. And you'll see some other guys that are maybe they're kind of been, uh, you know, their body's a little worn down and they're trying to get it going by getting on that bike. So you kind of look at those are different stages, right? You have different people, personalities. So I would say try to find your personality, figure out what kind of works for you. Um, and then try to hone that in a little bit more. So make it specific. Good. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, talk, so, so Jonathan, talk a little bit about, um, diet and, and, and rest. Uh, my wife is really big on my son getting the proper rest before a tournament. Um, how important is, 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 is rest and, and how, how important is eating right? Yeah. Um, so I'll cover rest. I actually pulled up a, um, I was, I was, it's funny you said that cause I actually had this, I pulled this up with one of my clients earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is a big study and they found that so, do you have like a whoop band? Or are you familiar with whoop at all? Um, I can't say that I'm, I'm familiar with the whoop band. Yeah, so whoop is really cool because basically what it does is it it measures all kinds of stuff from like your HRV, which is like your heart rate variability. Okay. And okay. it gives you it gives you a score and kind of basically kind of tells you, you know, what you need to get optimal performance, right? And and there's a little bit of kind of this residual effect. Let's say if if you're working at and Monday you're grinding and you're working out and you're playing a lot. And then Tuesday you're grinding and you're working out and playing a lot. And Wednesday you're grinding and working out and playing a lot. There's going to be a little bit of a residual effect based on that of on Thursday, if you got a tournament, you're going to need more recovery because you've been going, 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 going. Right. right. And so you, so there's one thing of, you know, we got to prepare your body to work out or prepare to play golf. Then we actually got to do it. But, you know, recovery is going to be the big piece that allows you to continue to do that at a high level. And so it's so important, you know, to be able to, focus um so they did this study and they basically found that and and basically it was uh you have slower so if you don't get enough sleep you have slower reaction time and motor function so your ability to kind of process information is a lot slower right um your ability to hit high reps or perform at a high level so if that's swing speed or if that's actually working out is going to be lower um your feeling of being tired or exhausted as you work out is going to be higher. So it's one of those things we just feel like, man, I'm just beat right now. I'm fatigued right now. That's going to be at a higher level, even though it might not be physically, mentally, it's going to be that way. Um, 
your increased, you have an increased risk of injury. Um, so you have a reduced glucose metabolism. Your stress is going to be high and your ability right. to control stress is going to be high, which is huge for golfers, right? Because it's tournament golf, high stress, your ability to kind of slow down and kind of breathe through that. Um, it, it's going to be hard for you to do that. And so I would say they have increased weight gain um, just in memory is going to be, you know, impaired. Right. I know there's kids on here, so we won't go into too much. But basically, they said, um, imagine if you went out, like, you know, you had a work event and you had a couple of drinks, right? Yeah. That, that feeling that you have is basically, you know, a couple of, of drinks. Same, uh, the feeling that you have as far as function and performance mm -hmm. is the same if you wake up tired. You, you're, you would be considered in the red. When yeah. you wake up, you would be considered in the red as far as like your ability, your reaction time is going to be slow. Your ability to process information is going to be slow. You know, everything's going to be down. Right. And so um, sometimes when we look at performance, you can kind of, for, or from sleep, you can kind of look at it from, you know, what's gone on the days beforehand or that week. And then you got to understand that, you know, you have to offset that a little bit more if you're going to have a tournament. So sleep's important. Gotcha. If you've been going all week long, sleep's that much more important for you than to get, you know, rest and, you know, to be able to rest and recover. Um, so what's interesting about the whoop band, it, it's pretty cool, but it ends up tracking your sleep patterns okay. and you can start to have create habits and you can have these little habit charts in, in an app. And so like, let's say if, um, like for instance, um, I'll read like a business book. And for me, whenever I read a business book, it's bad for me because my mind starts going Right. in the middle of the night and even though it's something that normally winds me down if i read something that kind of spikes me all of a sudden now my mind's kind of going because i'm thinking of how can i implement this how can i use this you know and then it's just bad news for me so i almost got to read something that's a little bit more kind of you know not so you know mentally you know stimulating right yes. um you can also right. enter like water at nighttime and you can enter all kinds of different things and then you start to get patterns of okay how did I sleep? What was my performance? And that's really kind of, you know, like when we look at fitness and we look at sleep, it's kind of, and that's, what's so great about technology. It's kind of like, did, based on this, what was the result? Was it good or bad? You know, and you just got to live with it. You know, it's kind of one of my clients are like, I don't know if that's a good swing for me. And, and I'm like, well, let's test it, you know, yeah. and then we'll put a little radar out there and they end up swinging. And they're like, man, all right, that's like three miles an hour faster. And I'm like, all right, do you think, you know, is that important to you? And they're like, absolutely, you know? Right, and, right. and so it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, you know, the real and feel, right? And, and we can do that with sleep, with, with technology and kind of like wearable technology. So I would say sleep's huge as far as, you know, if you want to be sharp the next day, right. get some sleep, right? right? If you want to be, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have, you know, just, you know, better performance overall, I would say you, you definitely need to get some sleep. Um, and then there's different things you can do to kind of optimize that sleep, like having a routine that you end up going to sleep at the same time, you can start to optimize those things, right? Um, like not having technology at, you know, at a certain point <laughs> right before you go to bed. Right. Oh yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And just, and just like small things too, of like, um, you know, like you have pro athletes and they end up, you know, blacking out rooms. So there's no light that's going to interfere, you know, with melatonin and you have, you know, so there's a lot of ways where we can start to improve sleep, you know, so you have, total sleep time and then you have optimized time and we're trying right. to basically kind of build those two out you know and say okay well you know if if you get eight hours of sleep and i get seven hours of sleep but i'm going to sleep at the same time you know i'm not having technology at nighttime right. and i'm blacking out my room at nighttime well if we if we measure those two even though you're going to sleep an hour before i am 
my recovery might be better than yours because of the, the things that I'm doing as I'm preparing to go to sleep and then what I'm doing actually as I'm sleeping. And so there, there's a lot of, you know, I know there's a lot of parents who are like, hey, you know, summer school's been going on right now and they got tournaments and yeah. there's a lot of priorities, right? And I know sleep's important, but, you know, they got to they gotta get their grades up. And so, yeah. you, know, you know, and that's kind of life, right? It's kind of just figuring out, okay, well, totally get that. Um, but, you know, sleep's still important, right? No matter what, even though you yeah. have a lot of things going on. Um, so let's, you know, let's, let's make it important. Not because, not by like, you know, making you stressed out because we're trying to get you to sleep earlier, mm -hmm. but maybe we just make that sleep better by the habits that we create, you know, as we start to get into that time. Right. right. So, creating a consistent pattern, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. But listen, man, we um, you've covered a lot of great information. And um, before I before I get you to um, talk about how, you know, what's the best way, you know, the audience can follow you, get in touch with you, follow you on Facebook. I want to open it up for some Q&A, Jonathan, because uh, yeah. you've done a lot of good information. We've got uh, Darren, we've got Kendall, we've got Corey, we've got Kari on. And uh, they may have a question or two. So I want to open up, open up the lines yeah. and uh, see if anyone has any questions. So I think Darren has a question first. Go ahead, Darren. Yeah, I do. Hi, thanks, Ro. How you doing tonight, Jonathan? Thanks What's up, Darren? Doing? doing okay. So um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, sort, sort of your workout philosophy. How much of it is sort of traditional golf-specific stuff and how much of it is, say, your regular, you know, athletic development, acceleration, deceleration, you know, uh, power stuff, jump squats, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, so normally we would end up kind of testing you out. And so TPI has a power test. And from there, we can start to look at your pull strength, your push strength, uh, your vertical jump, your um, throwing a medicine ball. So there's all these different tests. And then from there, we just kind of end up looking and saying, okay, well, based on these tests, we noticed that, you know, you, your leg strength is low and your vertical jump is low, right? And so now all of a sudden we got to get you into lifting more weights with your legs or your, you would have a higher focus of leg, you know, leg strength and then leg development as far power development, as far as jumping more and jumping more often. Um, and so it's really kind of looking at it from like, you know, we have some norms of where you need to fall in. And then from there, that kind of dictates where the training goes. And so we still want to jump. We still want to throw medicine balls. We still want to do those kind of, you know, speed development, power development things. It's just knowing that one of them might have a little bit, you know, as we have like a pie chart, right? And we start kind of splitting that up time-wise, we might end up just allocating a little bit more time to one of those needs based on where you're at. So we can kind of look to see, you know, do you need more upper body strength, lower body strength? Uh, and then where do you need that lower body or upper body strength? And, or do you need more power strength or do you need more speed strength? That's good. That's good. All right. We got a question from uh, Kendall Jackson. She's one of our top juniors, um, uh, Jonathan in uh, Houston, Texas. Kendall? Hey, Go ahead, Kendall. He can hear you. Yeah. So I just had a specific member. I either heard something or read something. Yeah. Wait, can yep. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, I know. I've heard either read or heard something that I know females, our wrists tend to be a little bit more weaker. Now we have to make sure we're stretched. So what are some things as me as a female golfer, I need to be make sure I'm aware of so far as stretching or strengthening? Yeah, you know, so I would say um, 
one of the tendencies we'll end up seeing with with more female golfers, um, especially when we start to kind of go into like some like speed work and athletic development, is that they have a higher risk of knee injuries, especially when we start to kind of work on like sprinting, jumping, landing, that kind of stuff. Of your knee is going to want to cave in. It's more based on hip positioning from women to guys, right? So I would say as long I would say do a lot of like mini band work, do a lot of glute activation work because your glutes going to control where your knee goes and your knee is really going to just flex and extend, meaning that your legs just going to go straight out and it's going to bend in. It's going to go straight out. It's going to bend in. It's not really going to go side to side. And so that glute really helps control that knee going side to side. So I would say the biggest thing that you would want to focus on is more glute strength just so that you can protect your knees. And that kind of lets you, you know, go into all that high performance training as far as jumping, running, um, sprinting, those kind of things. One more question. Sure. So I'm actually about to go off to college in a couple of months. I'll be playing golf at Howard University. So oh, right nice. Now, thank you. So I've been exercising, but I just want to ask what are some, again, some other key things I need to focus on kind of before I get to D.C.? Because I know we'll be exercising early in the mornings. That's why I want to prepare That way, when I get there, um, I'll already be prepared. Yeah. So, so um, ask, ask, trying to focus on what's the one thing you should focus on more before you get there? Yes. What key exercises so far as like you mentioned glutes, but so far as like upper body, core, some key things? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, that's a great question. So, you know, I would try to make it more specific towards you. So um, just kind of like asking questions, like what's your... How far are you hitting the ball right now? Carry distance 250 and then after rollout between 270 and 280. Okay, yeah, so that's a good distance. Um, yeah, that's really good distance. So I, I would say probably as you start to get into college, I would say, um, I mean, that's, that's that's a great question. I would, I would try to make it still a little bit more specific towards you. Um, so I, I would try to find somebody who's like TPI certified kind of in your area just so that they can kind of break down and kind of look at you from an individual standpoint and see if there's anything that you need specifically based on the way that you move and then your swing. But I would say if the one thing I would tell you is probably, I mean, that, it's a great question. Um, I, I actually know the coach from Howard. I, I met him maybe like a, a year ago. He used to be at uh, Queens University. He's, he's a really good guy. Um, I would say get your conditioning up just because there's going to be a lot of golf tournaments. Um, so I would say if anything, if you're going to do anything, I would say, you know, just to make sure that you're, you're well conditioned and ready for it because you just don't want that to be your limiting factors as far as playing at a bunch of tournaments, getting up early in the morning and just kind of making sure that you can perform at a high level. You know, if you get conditioning up outside of, you know, kind of looking at your body, you know, specifically. Hey, Jonathan, you just, yeah. hit, on a, you just hit on a key point because one of the things that I've, I just found out about college um, college players is they have to play 36 holes in one day sometimes. Wow. Yes. So that's what you're telling her is really key because if you're not conditioned to play 36 holes in one day, you, it may not be good. You know, you know, your body may not hold up for that second round of golf. Yeah, 36 holes is a ton. And, yes. And Ro, Ro, can I, 
can I piggyback off of what yeah. you and Kendall both just said? Yeah, go, and go, ahead, question? yeah go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and so as far as that goes, talk about sort of the condition aspect and the endurance aspect. What are you doing? What would you have your athletes do in the gym to prepare them for those 36 holes or even, even 18 on a hundred degree day yeah. on a hilly course? You know, with cannabis, sort of what, what else, what are you doing in the weight room to help condition kids to be able to keep that speed up on 18 or on the 35th hole as much as they did the first hole? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know I would say that if your body's performing uh, optimally, right, then you're, you're probably going to expend less energy, right? So it's one of those things where if, if I'm not strong, if I'm not fast and I'm having to really get after and have these hero shots, just constantly trying to, you know, hit the ball as far as I can, you're just going to be burning a ton of, you know, a ton of energy throughout that process. So I would say, um, I would say you would, you would try to work out at a high intensity rate, you know, so I would say anywhere from like a 75% intensity level based on like one rep maxes. Um, we would definitely introduce like super speed sticks just because those things are, I mean, you're having to swing it a ton of times. It's like, right. you know, 40 swings as fast as you can. Um, and then just your typical like sprinting and things like that, you know, but I would say as long as your body is kind of performing well, um, and you're working at a high intensity level, you should, you should be good. You should be good. Um, we, we might introduce some things as far as like, if it's in season versus, you know, out of season where maybe you're doing some like cross training as far as like, I, I like a lot of swimming for a lot of my clients just because it's, it's low impact on your joints. It's not, you know, repetitive motion and it's a little bit different, especially more so of, you know, in swimming, you, you kind of mentally, you're, you're just in a different place than you are anywhere else. Um, typically, when I have clients who are on like Peloton or any kind of bike, mm -hmm. it, it puts them in this kind of crunched position and, it, and their hips get kind of locked in place. And so I would say, you know, bikes are good, but not for long periods of time. If you're going to do sprint, sprinting on a bike or just kind of really fast, high intensity interval training, um, that's okay, but I, I probably wouldn't prefer, I would, I would say don't spend more than 10 minutes on a bike warming up or, or doing your cardio that way. If you are going to do something, um, speed sticks, uh, swimming's great. I would say something that's kind of low impact on your body um, and then just work out at a high intensity level. And then the more consistent you get with those, the more you know, conditioned you're going to be. That's good, Jonathan, because one of my favorite things to do um, is to swim. <laughs> so that's, that's really- Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good. So any other any any last minute questions uh, for Jonathan tonight, y'all? And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Jonathan give you his contact information. Um, he's based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, but he'll give you all the details on how to reach him and everything. Any other questions for Jonathan? I have one more question. Go ahead, Kendall. What's up, Kendall? Um, key tips for dieting. <laughs> yeah, dieting. Um, you know, I would say key tips for dieting would be probably more so of you know. Normally what I tell people is, is, is slow down whenever you do eat, be a little bit more mindful. And that sounds kind of odd, but I would say a lot of times we're just in, in, on the go in a hurry so much so often um, that you're just kind of putting, you know, a lot of times I'll see some clients end up kind of, you're not really sure what, what all you ate. You know, there's times where I eat and I'm kind of like, man, where is that last like, you know, protein bar and I, I've already gone through it and I just wasn't even aware. So I would say slow down. You have this, you have this window of opportunity where it's basically in 15 minutes, your brain tells your body whether you're full or not. A lot of times we override that because we eat with within 10 minutes. And so a lot of times most people end up kind of overeating. So there is one thing I would say is eat to your 80% full, which means kind of slow down, take your time, be more mindful. 
Um, I would say eat more unprocessed foods. So you want kind of more whole foods. Um, and then I would say hydration is going to be the number one thing for you, you know, so stay hydrated. You want usually to drink about half your weight in ounces. So if you're hundred pounds, you want 50 ounces of water. And then for every hour of exercise or of golf, you want to have another liter of water and, and water and hydration is once you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And the first sign of, of dehydration, you've lost 10% power, 10% of your speed, 10% of your strength and 10% of your recovery. Wow. Um, so one of the easiest things to you know, perform high is to make sure that you're hydrated. Um, and then I would say, you know, as long as you're eating kind of, as long as you're eating whole foods and you're slowing down, you know, to me, and you're being mindful, I would say that's going to be a good nutrition. You know, they always say, you know, preparation is, 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 is good nutrition, right? It's, if I'm prepared, if I kind of planned ahead of time, if I kind of know what I'm going to eat before the day, instead of having the day happen and me just kind of reacting towards it, it it's probably not going to lead to the best diet, you know, unless I, unless I'm, I'm kind of given some good things, unless things kind of happen for me. So I would say, as long as you kind of prepare in advance for, you know, what's going to come up that day, kind of knowing your schedule um, and kind of preparing around that um, and then slowing down, trying to eat food that's, you know, that's more whole food than processed foods and just staying hydrated. I would say those, those would be, if you want to keep it simple, I would say that's going to be the simplest thing you can do to kind of, you know, fuel your body. Very good. Very good tips, Jonathan. Appreciate that. So, um, so Jonathan, um, yeah, the podcast has been great tonight. Um, talk to us a little bit about, um, how, uh, everybody can get in touch with you. Um, you know, you know, of course, you know, you're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. We can, you know, tell us how we can reach you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, just let us know how to keep up with you. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at athletic golf fitness. Um, and then on Insta on Facebook as well. So athletic golf fitness. So I'm, I'm more so on, on Instagram than I am on any other channel. Um, but I post a lot on Facebook though too. And I, I need to get better on Twitter. I just don't, <laughs> I'm just not on it as much. Yeah, Twitter is a different is a different animal, you know. All right, can everybody hear me? All right, Jonathan, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I lost you for a second. I apologize about that. No, that's I think I think that was me, Jonathan. That was I think that was my end. So, um, and, and, and yeah, that was the, that was the one way that I found you on Facebook, uh, following your, um, athletic page. And, uh, and, 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 and Jonathan, most of our, um, most of our juniors and parents are across the country. Do you any, do you do any type of virtual, uh, presentation? You do any type of virtual training at all? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, you know, as of late, you know, probably in the last, especially over like COVID, yeah. Um, I, I transitioned more towards online training. And so I got guys from, I got one guy who's, who's a, he was a professional soccer player. Now he's a professional golfer, uh, who was out of Hong Kong and he lives in France now, which is, I don't know how you can be a pro at two sports like that. It's crazy. Um, but I got guys from, you know, from all over really. And so I, I you know, I, I've been more, more just trying to get more online stuff going. And, you know, what I found is that you know, I, I pretty much get the same kind of results. It's more of, you know, I would say it's more of having a plan and getting some direction and kind of knowing what you're supposed to do. Um, and then we touch base and just kind of make sure that, you know, 
holding you accountable, you know, making sure you are, you know, where you're at in the program is where you're, where you should be and, and just kind of trying to get some metrics and say, okay, well, you know, based on this now, let's progress and get you make it a little bit harder or maybe it's a little too hard. And then, you know, a lot of it's more of just communicating and just kind of making sure that you're on plan um, and you're on the right track. Good, good. Well, listen, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming, for being our guest tonight. I think the parents and the juniors have, have thoroughly enjoyed you. I think you, you're, you are our first golf fitness expert to come on. Oh, well, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, man, you, you enjoy the rest of your uh, evening and we'll, I'll be in contact so I can get John up to your uh, facility. Okay. Yeah, man, absolutely. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.